It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They are a position group that was much maligned during the 2023 football season, expecting them to fully bounce back in 2024, provided they actually stay healthy this year. Yes, we're talking BYU safeties. We're also catching up with BYU baseball coach Trent Pratt. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. New customers join today. You'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Simple as that. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started today. All right, let's get started on today's show ourselves and get back to uh, more of our position group previews. Now, today we're going to talk about BYU safety's position. Now, BYU safety's last year was the hardest hit position group top to bottom due to injuries, just having to replace guy after guy after guy all season long. And it didn't happen in training camp, happened in the first few weeks of the season, it happened in midseason, it happened late in the season. Guys just kept dropping and they would uh, essentially get one guy back healthy and potentially lose another guy. And the thing about this is BYU safety position last year, I think got a lot of uh, the brunt of the angst from BYU fans for failures on the defense because they are the quote unquote last line of defense for BYU. And that's just the simple fact is when you play the way BYU's defense is setting up under Jay Hill, you play a single high safety look with a free safety that's the deep guy. And if they get beat, well, guess what? It's off to the races at that point and things don't look so good. But I believe that this position group has got a lot of opportunity to bounce back in 2024, albeit you may not see it at full strength during spring camp and for good reason. So let me throw up a graphic here. We'll start off by looking at BYU's strong safety group, and this is an interesting group in its own right, and we'll talk about the free safeties here in a moment, because the safety positions on Jay Hill's defense are very, very unique with in terms of what they're being asked to do. Uh, in the strong safety group, they're the safety that is closer to the line of scrimmage, essentially sometimes playing as a fourth line linebacker as it were in the box there if BYU feels like it's going to be a running down they also have the capability of covering guys in the slot they're asked to do a lot of things nearer to the line of scrimmage and that's where we're going to start talking about strong safeties led by Talon Alfrey as BYU he finished the season essentially as BYU starter after he uh, broke his collarbone early on in the season and did not return uh, to action till past halfway last year. The guy that BYU was hoping to be the guy for BYU strong safety last year was Michael Harper. Now, Michael Harper is another guy to keep an eye on because he has got all the capability of being a standout player. He's got the capability, in my opinion, of being an all-Big 12-type performer if things uh, pan out the way they're supposed to. And I, I just realized on my graphic I did not update the, the class status uh, correctly for 
for these players. So ignore that if you're watching this on YouTube because Crew Wakely, who we're also going to talk about here, who was, I think, one of the emergent stars of 2023, I do not believe he's a redshirt senior. I believe he's actually just a junior. So my apologies uh, for not checking that before I started today's show. But hey, it happens. But uh, nonetheless, I think Michael Harper, like I said, if he returns to full health, and if that is the case, he has got that type of capability and is a very, very big piece of what BYU, I think, will hope to do on defense this season. Now, you also include Crew Wakely in that conversation. Now, Crew is an interesting case because, remember, last year, he was a guy who was buried on the depth chart, was lightly thought of, a transfer in from Utah State after having sat in an entire year of football, comes in and, due to the injuries, is pressed into service, and he dealt with his own injuries. I think he had shoulder surgery uh, after the season ended uh, to deal with some uh, shoulder issues that he picked up during the year. But he became a very, very nice piece that BYU discovered, and he will obviously uh, go into 2024 this fall thinking he's got an opportunity to reprise his role. The The good news for BYU at these safety positions, both of them, we'll talk about free safeties once again here in a moment, is they have a ton of depth and guys who have got high level of athleticism. And we have even talked in the strong safety group about Raider DeMooney. Raider DeMooney is a former four-star prospect out of Timview High School who feels like he is about to come into his zone. If he can accomplish that during spring camp, it wouldn't surprise me. I have him listed fourth here in uh, my list of strong safeties here. I could very easily see him in spring camp leaping to potentially the top of the depth chart at strong safety. He's got that much physical uh, prowess, tools, overall athleticism. He's got all of that in spades. And if he can put it all together and understand the defense that Jay Hill is asking him to run and just get on the same page with the guys around him, he's got the capability of being a standout player. And then two other reserve guys who I expect to be uh, more depth pieces, and if things go like they did last year, knock on wood that they don't, that injuries hit. Uh, keep an eye on Petey Tui, Pelotu, as well as Brock Fabrizio. Both of them are guys who are young, uh, expected to come in and uh, push other guys for time, but not expecting them uh, to be in the two deep or to feature very much on the field unless it's something like special teams. So uh, I like the top four guys at Strong Safety, honestly. You go with any combination of Talon Alfrey, Micah Harper, Crew Wakely, Raider DeMooney, and you mix and match that, that's a fantastic on-paper group of guys to have as that uh, Strong Safety rule. Now flipping over to Free Safety for a moment here. Uh, the Free Safety group is that deep safety. They're the one that's 10 to 15 15 yards off the ball. Uh, they are expected to be that quote-unquote last line of defense. If a guy gets beat, well, guess what? The free safety's got to clean that up. And BYU had a guy that I thought was very much coming into his own last year before he got injured in Tanner Wall. Uh, Tanner Wall is a guy who's a former walk-on, played wide receiver before moving over to the defensive side of the football. And he... Uh, Early returns on him in the 2023 football season before he was lost uh, for the year due to uh, due, an, due to an arm injury, excuse me, uh, were that he was fitting in swimmingly and understood this defense backwards and forwards. And I'm right now I'm I'm saying that Tanner Wall is my favorite to be BYU starting free safety this fall. Now, obviously Ethan Slade will have something to say about that. He was similar to Crew Wakely, an emergent star last year, uh, one of the few safeties, honestly, that played pretty much 
much the entire year. He dealt with some injuries of his own, uh, but they weren't of the season-ending or extended period of time uh, being lost uh, for him. And he's a guy that's also going to be looking to uh, make an imprint on BYU. But then behind those two guys, similar to what we just talked about with the free safeties, there's some depth pieces there. Which of these guys are going to step up? Now, Preston Rex is the younger brother of BYU standout Isaac Rex. He plays on the defensive side of the football. Their father, Byron Rex, a former star tight end in his own right. But Preston's trying to make his make an impression on the uh, defensive end. And he had moments last year when Preston to duty that I really liked what he was capable of. Can he make a uh, bigger impression in spring camp? And they also had Ty Burke to the mix, Chica Ebonoha, who is a guy that's got freakish athleticism. It's kind of similar uh, storyline uh, to Raider DeMooney. Can he put it all together and really allow his physical tools to help uh, lead him to the top of the depth chart? TBD. And then Darian Blue Stewart uh, is also in the mix. He's a transfer from Utah, played very uh, lightly at Utah, mainly on special teams, but BYU added him into the mix. Can he make an impression in spring camp? And then one final name I'll add is Thomas Prassis. I didn't have room on my list, but Thomas Prassis, a three-star signee out of the Arizona prep ranks, a guy that Jay Hill uh, very much likes, uh, apparently, and is a guy that I think is going to be probably down the road uh, contributor, but there is a lot of opportunity at the free safety position because uh, Wall and Slade, I believe they both had some offseason surgery. and Well, I know, I know Wall had surgery during the season because that's what cost him the rest of the season. So are they going to be available in spring? And that would open up opportunities for any one of these safeties to show what they're capable of. The other thing I will add to this is that both safety positions are going to have guys who are interchanging, moving over and trying out strong safety versus trying out free safety. Jay Hill will do a lot of work in spring camp to find the right options for the back end of his defense. He coaches BYU safeties along with being the associate head coach and the defensive coordinator slash play caller for BYU. He knows what he wants in his safeties. He was a standout at that position during his college days. He knows what high-level safety play is, and he will demand it. He will expect it from each of these guys. Yes, this uh, safeties group did take some heat last year when the defense started to fall apart, but I'm going to give them a pass simply due to the fact that they had just a, a rash, a major rash of injuries in 2023. Spring camp is going to be important for those guys who don't have offseason surges they're still recovering from to go out there and prove that BYU safety's group is as deep as it might appear on paper and is capable of making plays. The other thing that would help that, obviously, is to have a better front seven in front of them as well. Linebacker play defensive line. That would obviously uh, be a big part of improvement. But uh, I think that there is a ton of potential here in the safeties group. But once again, fingers crossed that they have a healthy, healthy 24 season. And we'll see if that uh, yields better results overall from this position group. So uh, something to keep an eye on. And we'll continue to break these down. We're doing these position groups day by day. So we lead you right up to the start of BYU spring camp on February 29th, leap year day. Uh, funny enough, and we'll get things going in Provo. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk with BYU baseball coach Trent Pratt. Now, BYU baseball begins their season tomorrow down in Arizona. They're taking part in the MLB Desert uh, uh, Invitation. It's an opportunity for uh, college baseball programs to get down there essentially the weekend before uh, and MLB training camps open up, get some extra work in, also uh, play in some of these major league venues, the spring training venues for these major league teams. It's a big opportunity for BYU baseball. It's also a big season ahead for Coach Pratt and uh, some people call him the Batcats. We'll uh, talk with him next, get to know him a little bit better, and get to his thoughts on what he expects from his BYU baseball squad in 2024 in their first season as a big. 12 member. We'll get to all of that momentarily right here 
on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel's been with us uh, for uh, months now, and the best part is they want to help you guys get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet, uh, $5, if any uh, of your $5 bets, your first $5 bet wins. I, I screwed that up there, but let me reiterate. New customers, $150 in bonus with, with any winning $5 bet. Bet five bucks, get 150 bucks if your bet wins. It's as simple as that. It's a great way to have some fun watching the games you're already going to watch as it is. It just adds to the excitement and obviously the allure of watching those contests. The best part is they've got all the options available to you when it comes to the NBA in particular, but also college basketball this season with our friends at FanDuel. They quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props. You simply want to do over under on a certain game. You want to take the money line. You think a team's just going to win outright. You got an opportunity to take advantage of all of that with our friends at FanDuel. So get on it today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot once again for $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's as simple as that, my friends. Take advantage of the opportunity. Once again, start at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's at a, uh, all courtesy of your friends over at FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. They have a learn and earn feature as part of the UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn, learn about money. We all, be, we all want to be smarter when it comes to our finances, and that's where learn and earn steps in. It's got fun financial topics broken down, and they use games and trivia to make sure that you guys get a grasp on each one of these topics. The best point, uh, part is, is each time you complete one of those lessons or a family member does, you accrue points and redeem for gift cards to places like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. More. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. The best part is you all can have fun together while learning at the same time. It's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking apps. You can play it literally anytime, anywhere. And, of course, the more you play, the more you learn. The more you learn, the more you earn. It's all courtesy of UCCU and their award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you uh, for being with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Time now to let you hear my conversation I had with BYU baseball coach Trent Pratt. We had a great chat about the open of the season this weekend in Arizona, his thoughts on entering the Big 12 Conference, how things are different in this conference versus what he's experienced in the West Coast Conference. So without further ado, here you go. Trent Pratt with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. Season is about to get underway for you. What is your excitement level as you get ready for another baseball season? Um, it, it's always excited. Opening, there's nothing like opening day, opening season. Um, and man, we're kind of sick of playing each other. We're ready to see a team with another jersey and some new faces out there. That is a common refrain I hear from every sport I go and cover is that football, you get into training camp. It's like, ah, we're, we're sick of hitting each other. So let's get to the season. But that's, I think that's the simple fact. You guys have been getting ready for this for quite some time. Uh, before we talk about the Big 12 and the season ahead, I wanted to look back just for a minute. Uh, what were your overall takeaways from last season, your final season in the West Coast Conference, and what, what you guys learned about your team? Yeah, um, last year's team – Man, we had, we had, we, had some, we, ran, we ran into a rash of injuries um, on the mound and in the field, and we had some guys step offensively. We were really good. Um, we had some injuries on the mound that we just we couldn't overcome, um, depth wise. And so that's one thing that was a big emphasis on this year is, man, we need more depth on the pitching side. Um, you can never have enough pitching. It seems like our happiness depends on you know how many you know how our pitching does, and you know keeping teams not scoring very many runs. So 
Um, that's one thing we learned about last year's team going to this year is we need more depth on the mound. We need more guys. And and that was a we feel like we have addressed that going into this year. Um, there'll be a lot of new faces. We lost some big offensive keys last year with, you know, Austin Deming and All-American and and Cole Gamble and some guys that, man, the, you know, they're hard to replace. Now, I, I remember talking with Coach Littlewood. This goes back two or three years, and he made a similar comment. He said, you can never have enough pitching depth in college baseball. It's always at a premium because the top arms, A, get uh, drafted right out of high school. B, if, you want, if you're if you an elite program, well, guess what? You're going to have the leg up on that. How big has the Big 12 affiliation for you at BYU Baseball been in terms of, as you mentioned, attracting more pitching depth and talent? Yeah, it, it's been good, and, and we've done a good job with some of the kids we had last year developing them, and they're better this year. Um, so that's our job too, is, Hey, we got to get kids. And then man, our money's you made on developing them, getting them here and getting our program and getting them a lot better. And we've had a lot of success in that in the past. And, you know, we expect that to carry over. Now you looking ahead to this season, you guys open it up. You're going down to Arizona playing as part of this MLB desert invitational. Uh, how exciting is this? Cause it's got some high level competition for you guys right out of the gate. Yeah. Right out of the gate. We play USC, which man kind of probably should have been a regional last year. Kind of got the shaft a little bit. And then Ohio State and Grand Canyon, which, you know, he's been really good. It's, it's funny. All three of those head coaches, man, are, are friends. Um, I, I've known Nancy Stinkowitz through a long time. I, Coach Moziello, Ohio State, actually played for on the Cape for a summer. And so, man, it's it's cool to play against, you know, good friends. But I know I know how those guys coach, and I know those teams will be really good. And, man, it's a good challenge for us. How cool is it you guys get to go down to these spring training sites, get inside? They're not – MLB parks per se, but they are MLB affiliated uh, parks down there with spring training sites. How cool is that to be down there in that area with all this going on? Oh, it's awesome for our guys. Like those fields are nice. They're manicured, you know, um, it's awesome for our guys to get in play in that, in, in that stadium and, and know a lot of big guys are down there right now working out. So I'm sure we'll see them around and just to get outside in good weather on great fields is man, that's, that's why we wanted to get into this tournament and we're thankful for them for letting us in. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, you guys are obviously going to have a, a really, really tough slate of games. I, the West Coast Conference, and I, I watched my fair share of you guys of the, of the BYU baseball over the past couple of years when they were in the West Coast Conference, and it was always a high level of high level baseball. But the Big 12 feels like, in similar to all these other sports for BYU athletics, it's the next step up in competition. Uh, is it? Are, are you seeing it from that perspective as well? Yeah, you know, lucky enough, I you know I I played in the Pac-10 when I played, and I played in the SEC. And so just like football basketball, it's depth. Um, I think those top line guys in the West Coast Conference could probably play, you know, in most Big 12 schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, the guys, hey, your eighth, ninth got pitching guy on, you know, on the staff, you know, the guys at the bottom or your couple guys off of the bench, you know, those guys, you know, getting those guys better and finding better players in those spots will kind of be the key because those teams will be deep. Um, they've been doing, recruiting in the Big 12 for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of started last year. And so I think it's the same thing that all the sports have gone through. Like, I think our top line players could play anywhere. It's just getting enough depth. So if you do have an injury, something happens, another guy can step in. Now, I just want to talk to you a little bit about your team overall. You talk about you felt like the depth has developed with guys some continuity from last year's squad. I want to talk about more about your field players as a whole. You guys lost some talent from last season, but you do retain some as well. How are you feeling? I just generally about the overall talent base in your field players. No, we like our guys. Um, it's good, you know, having Cooper Vest back, having Luke Anderson back. That man, those guys had a chance to play a lot um, and have experience in. 
<clears throat> we brought in um, Crew Robinson that has played last year's at UCSD. So another guy that, man, has been a successful program and, and nothing's really going to surprise him. And the other guys, are, that's like we like them. They're talented. It's just like you and I talked. Oh, I'm not moving around <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, um, just they're good players. They just have they haven't they don't have a lot of experience. Haven't done it yet. And so it's going to be a baptism by fire. We're going to find out right away where we're at um, with the three teams we're playing. <clears throat> and it's great we have Colin Ruder back that was hurt all last year, um, our catcher, and and that that's a big piece to have back with him. Well, I was going to ask you about Colin because he was a guy I remember reading on him, and there was some thought that he was going to be a big, big piece for BYU baseball. Mm-hmm. Then you lose him to injury. You talked about the injuries earlier on in this interview, but how, how big of an impact can a guy like that make for you? It's a big impact. I mean, he's he's a physical kid, power bat. He catches the ball really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a freshman. His freshman fall, he was one of our best players. He started the year, and we hit him fourth. And we maybe put a little pressure on him as a freshman. He struggled a little bit early, but – he had a sit for last year with an arm injury and now he's back. And so I think that maturity of sitting and watching and not coming back is, is really going to help our team. Cooper vest. Uh, you mentioned that he played a lot last year. Where has he made the most strides in your mind? Um, just being a leader. I think last year we had some older guys and, and Coop's done a great job of stepping up and, and kind of leading by example with this team. I mean, he does everything right. He works hard. He comes every day. He plays hard. And you have a couple guys like that, him and Luke Anderson, and guys kind of fall in line. That's that's you want to build a team around those guys. Um, they're great personalities. They love being here. They work like crazy, and that's been a big uptick in this team. Is seeing, man, how much guys love. There's someone here all the time. I'm usually early. Guys are rolling in. We leave late. There's guys that are still here, and so we know they're putting in the work and and getting better. Do you, have you set what your rotation is going to be pitching wise? Can you lay that out for me? Yeah, um, we're running with you know, Ben Hansen started for us last year. He'll start game one. And then Cutter Clausen has been really good the last little while. He'll start game two. Then we have a freshman in Case and Bell um, that will start game three that, man, has been fastballs electric. And, man, he, he's been really good this fall and when, since we've been back from the break. Now, in terms of names, uh, I, I'm a big name person. And Cutter Clausen, that name always stands out. He's a guy who's been around the program for quite some time now. Uh, mm-hmm. What, Where has he changed the most as a pitcher coming into this season? Man, he, he's made a big adjustment um, from last year. And sometimes coming back off a mission, it, it takes guys a little time, especially pitchers. It's that arm feels great one day. You haven't thrown for two years. It, yeah. You feel like it's awesome. Then it hurts you know, the next day or – but the big thing he's done, just his mentality on the mound, and and he's throwing a ton of strikes. That may have been Cutter's thing at times in the past where he might have the best stuff on our team. It just there wasn't enough balls in the strike zone. Yeah. And this, his last outing, four or five outings against us has been, man, he fills up the strike zone. And he just his mentality on the mound has been has been a game changer. And our players notice it. They're like, dude, this is different. What, what got into him? I'm like, I don't know. Find out because we all need to do the same thing. <laughs> We, we need we need more of the, what he's got right now, right? That's, like, that's 100%, yeah. Uh, is there anybody else that I haven't brought up today that you're thinking might be a guy that BYU baseball fans want to keep an eye on? I know that it's hard to predict because baseball is such a, a unique sport in that way, but yeah. is there somebody that's been standing out in workouts and offseason that you think would be a, a star in the making in a way? Yeah, we have we have two guys on the offensive side that we haven't talked about, like in, in Breaker Herdsman. Um, he came from Utah Tech. He's an unbelievable athlete, and um, and Easton Jones will start third base for us to start, and I think he's hit seven, eight home runs this fall, and and then in the, you know since we're back from the break, then on the mound we haven't talked about Boston Mavis, who was our closer last year that was lights out, and he's he's been great, 
and some other arms coming in, um, stone cushioning towards the end of the game, you know, and people remember Mason Olsen from last year that was, was a starter kind of cause we had to move him into that role with some injuries. And now he's back in the bullpen and can kind of do everything for us. Um, he, he could start, he could mid relief, he could close. So having pieces like that, you know, in the bullpen is going to be key for us. Now, Coach, uh, I work for a network of, of different podcasts, and I, there's a bunch of Big 12 schools that are uh, on our network. And I can tell you that TCU, Oklahoma, and I think it's Oklahoma State, their hosts have uh, sent me pictures at different points over the past year or two since BYU was announced they're going to the Big 12 Conference saying, Jake, is this a legit backdrop of, of, of Miller, <laughs> Miller Park? And I'm like, yes, it's absolutely 100% legit. you got the mountains in the backdrop. It's absolutely incredible. And to a man, every single one of them said, I've got to get to BYU to see this for myself in person. I think that kind of speaks to uh, the unique nature of what, how Miller Park is situated there on campus and just the overall ambiance of it. Can you speak a little bit to how cool it is to have that as your guys' home venue? Man, it's awesome. I think sometimes we take it for granted because we're there every day. Um, sometimes if you sit up in the stands, I'll, I'll go up in the press box sometimes, sit there and just, you know, just to chill out and, you know, regroup. And it's like, Man, it's it's a pretty cool place. Um, it's pretty special, and and like and everyone noticed it. We talked to recruits. I think that's how recruits first kind of hear about baby baseball is seeing stuff on on social media about about the field. We break his in. It's like I don't know much about it. I just I know the field's awesome. You know that's kind of the first call we make. I don't know much about BYU, but the field looks cool on you know on social media on Instagram. I got to move around more, Jake. <laughs> that light um, keeps just shutting off on you. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a great recruiting it's a great recruiting tool for us as well. Because people know about BYU baseball through that, you know, kids are on social media all the time, and so man, it works out good for us. But I'm excited; those guys are excited to come. Now, last thing for me: is there anything that you'd like to pass along to Cougar Nation and BYU fans just about the season upcoming? Uh, what what you're feeling about this team, et cetera? Yeah, I love this team. Um, it's a joy to come to Parker Day and coach them, and, and they're going to, you know, guys that come in, the guys who go out, they're going to play hard. They want to win like crazy. Um, they're not happy with what people think about us. They have a kind of a chip on their shoulder, which is great. That's what we want. And so I think that's the biggest thing is know this group, man, they're excited to play and they're hungry and, and they're going to go out there and, and they're going to make Cougar Nation proud. Well, when you're picked to finish uh, uh, second, well, not second last, you're tied for last place in the preseason poll. I guess there's nowhere to go but up, right? Exactly. All right. Well, Coach, I appreciate you carving out some time for us here on the podcast. Look forward to tracking you throughout the upcoming season. Best of luck down there in Arizona, all right? Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it. A big thank you to Trent Pratt for taking the time to join us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Looking forward to the start of their season tomorrow. Big games, USC, Ohio State, and Grand Canyon over the weekend, extending on in to President's Day. If you happen to be in Arizona, you can get over to those spring training sites. It would be a really, really fun way for you to go support the Cougars. I know that BYU baseball may not register for some of you, but it is a very, very uh, big part of the history of BYU athletics. They've had some incredible teams over the years. So if you are interested in, in it and you're down in Arizona, down in the Valley, as it were, uh, in the Phoenix area. Get over and support uh, Trent Pratt and the Cougars, and we'll uh, continue to obviously keep you updated as the season progresses for BYU as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll finish out today's edition of the podcast with a couple of quick thoughts on a BYU in terms of their overall SP Plus rankings and also where you can find other Cougar teams in action today. We'll get to all that as we roll on right here on Locked on Cougars. 
Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Now, Game Time is here for you guys to get you out to the events you want to go to. Whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater events, it's all available to you guys with our friends at Game Time. They got an incredible app. It's really simple to use. They got killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. They take the guesswork out of buying the tickets to the events you guys want to go to. You can go online, see the view from the seats you're buying. Uh, you can uh, buy those tickets in, as, in seconds with just two taps inside the app. The barcodes reside in the Game Time app. I'm going to fumble through an email to find uh, the barcodes to get into the event you're going to. And the best part is they've got incredible deals as well. You get deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats and great deals on those seats. With Zone Deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big time savings. And they also have the Game Time Guarantee, which you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's a fantastic way to get the tickets to the event you're looking to go to. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Uh, terms apply, but use the promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Once again, promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase using the Game Time app. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June thirty. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Appreciate all of you for being with us. Make sure you guys check out the brand new Locked On first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's also now available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. It's a great way to get caught up on the sports out there. Uh, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today available now on the free Fire TV channels app and also available on YouTube. All right. Uh, we are way over time on today's show. So I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to delay uh, talking about SP Plus uh, till tomorrow because I want to explain more fully what it is and how it affects and uh, how it could affect BYU football. So we'll hold off on that one. But uh, a couple of notes for you guys looking ahead uh, to today. Now, BYU men's golf is in Hawaii today. Yeah, rough life to be BYU golf and be playing over there in Hawaii. I think they've actually been there already a full week getting tra- uh, getting ready for this. But they're taking place in the John H. Burns Intercollegiate Tournament. Uh, BYU set a course and tournament records last year in winning the team title at this event. It's a great opportunity. They're playing the Ocean Course at Hokailea. Oh, man. Hokaila, uh, Lihue, uh, Hawaii. Wow, I am just butchering this. I'm typically pretty good with Polynesian names. I'm not going to reiterate uh, what I just butchered, but nonetheless, it's a big opportunity. They have uh, rounds across three days starting today and going through Saturday. And once again, BYU Men's Golf is the defending champions at this event. Uh, if you, I know that golf doesn't necessarily uh, do it for a lot of people, but BYU and Men's Golf and even Women's Golf right now have got some extremely, extremely talented athletes and who are from the state of Utah and some of them from beyond the state of Utah, but they got some very strong squads and 
I would encourage you if you have the opportunity to support uh, this team and uh, get out to it. They have the one home uh, uh, tournament they'll have. It's the Pink Cougar Classic coming up later this spring. It's a great way to support the Cougars that way. But uh, track them. They uh, tee off at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That can't be right. It'll be like 5 o'clock out there in Hawaii. It's got to be 8 o'clock uh, Hawaii time, around 11 o'clock here in Utah if you want to tune into that. And also, BYU softball is in action today. After a 5-0 start to their season, uh, they are headed uh, down to Arizona themselves, similar to the BYU baseball program. They're taking part in the Littlewood Classic. They're facing host Arizona State uh, this evening, 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can get tickets to it uh, on the BYU Cougars website if you're in the Arizona uh, area and you want to go out to that. There's also a live uh, link to the Pac-12 ASU live stream of, of this game. So it's going to 5.30 Mountain Time start for BYU women's softball. Got a great start to the season starting 5-0. Can they make it 6-0 tonight? It's going to be an interesting weekend for them uh, if they can carry that momentum that they picked up in Hawaii and carry it over uh, into that matchup with uh, the Sun Devils in tonight's contest. So there you go. That's what I got for you guys on this uh, Thursday edition of the show. A big thank you to all of you once again for your support of the podcast. Really appreciate you guys uh, being with us and just uh, supporting the show in general. I I know that I say that often, but I sincerely mean it. I really do appreciate any and all feedback you guys are willing to provide. And obviously, uh, big thank you to all of you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast, making your first listen of the day, the two kind of like hallmarks as we talk about here on the network, but those are our, that's what we want to push. We want you guys to make it your first listen and also make sure you join us every single day right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.